Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. I am so excited to have as my guest today, Nina Strassner. Nina is the head of diversity and inclusion at SAP Germany. I really like how Nina describes her job on her LinkedIn profile. Diversity is the invitation to the party. Inclusion is being asked to dance. But the goal is each and everyone dancing like nobody is watching. Based on this principle, Nina is driving the SAP diversity and inclusion initiatives forward, coming up with new concepts and installing necessary structural changes on the ongoing journey to an inclusive and diverse culture at SAP. Prior to SAP, Nina has been running her own law practice, specializing in labor law and also working as a mediator for 12 years. A mother of two, she is a columnist, a well-known blogger and a published book author, providing legal information as well as explanations of legal terms for parents in day-to-day -day situations with their children in a fun and easy-to-understand manner. Thank you so much, Nina, for being here today. Hi, I'm really happy to be here as well. Thank you. So now we have a lot of listeners from all over the world. So I typically start to ask my guests, where are they calling in from? So where are you today? Today, I'm in my living room in Kiel, uh, which is uh, a city close to Hamburg, um, very close to the Baltic Sea, so in the north of Germany. Thank you. And uh, what's the weather like today there? Uh, it's really sunny, um, but chilly. That's typical for the north, uh, which is always a bit irritating because SAP, as you might know, has uh, its headquarter in Waldorf, which is in the south and in a very, um, like the climate is, is uh, very different from the climate in Kiel. And I'm traveling to Waldorf normally out of uh, Corona crisis times. So I'm traveling um, to Waldorf Monday morning and I'm returning uh, Thursday. And it's always really a climate change that I'm doing within Germany because there's a temperature difference of, yeah, um, sometimes 10 degrees. Um, so Celsius, um, and they are running around uh, in um, yeah funny uh, in small tops, and I'm wearing a jacket and a pullover. Um, that's because that's summer in north of Germany. So <laughs> um, yeah, wow. So like as you're talking about your role as head of um, diversity inclusion at SAP. So in my research for the interview, I saw that just about a year ago, you've been asked to um, mention an organization that is excellent for working parents. And you suggested to the interviewer to call up Kava Yunosi, the head of HR at SAP in Germany, 
as he was doing all the things you wanted to see. And now you're the head of SAP Diversity and Inclusion. Yeah. So that's now, how careers are made. <laughs> it's just yeah. amazing. So could you tell us a little bit more about the programs you are now dealing at SAP? Yes, I'm happy to do so. So um, in a brief uh, summary, as a head of uh, DNI for Germany, I'm responsible for um, all programs we are uh, rolling out. Um, so my team, uh, which consists currently of 17 team members, um, is uh, subdivided into like little sub-teams um, who are uh, caring mainly about um, gender intelligence with this that's everything um, related to to gender lgbtiq and all these aspects that are yeah related to uh, what 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 gender or uh, sex you're having and um, generations is also uh, one of my one of my focus areas so how are people from different generations dealing with each other as, as at sap we have five generations there uh, one generation who could not imagine uh, to live without internet and the other one um, yeah was starting at sap when there was no internet at all um, inclusion of course itself so differentially abled uh, person and how to include them into uh, our working areas and you know all these uh, software and uh, barriers uh, to get um, to, to, uh, to get them away and um, autism at work is a very special program where we uh, care about uh, people from the autistic uh, spectrum and we employ them uh, directly and we recruit them directly and reproach them directly, which is something that you cannot just do. You have to prepare teams and managers uh, to work with people from the autistic uh, spectrum so that um, nobody's confused and that the um, that our colleagues feel well um, when they come to SAP and that they feel included and welcomed. Um, and family and career is also a very important part that's um, everything with um, how do we deal with a business and family life and I think that's pretty close to all the programs we are running around uh, gender intelligence so um, basically they all um, fit in together and there's one last program it's called sub for you which is for mindfulness um, so how so we we deeply believe that uh, being um, in balance with your inner self uh, makes you um, makes you happy and um, also private life and um, feeling included. So this is also part of DNI at SAP. Thank you so much. As you are talking, you know, private life and all the different um, types of support you have. One of the things I'm really curious about with SAP is the flexible working model like job sharing, which I believe very strongly is excellent for gender equality as it really helps um, work-life balance. Could you tell us a bit more about that program at SAP and why it is so important and that it is also on a management level? Yes. Um, 
So um, yes, uh, I, I totally agree uh, with what you're saying. Um, it is a great way of um, getting, um, of, of balancing um, work and private life. Uh, the most ideal uh, situation would be if you feel, um, yeah, if you feel your work being part of your like your life so that there has that there's no clear uh, border uh, in between so that you enjoy what you do and um, we divide into job sharing and co-leadership so job sharing is basically um, everything apart from management and when we talk about management we talk about co-leadership so job sharing is something that is so normal at SAP that we uh, don't even count it anymore in Germany I get that uh, question very often so how many job sharing couples do right. you have and we just don't track them anymore because it's it's so common and you can switch and it's um for example it would be possible that i say hey listen okay now i'm in a management management position but if i would not be a manager i could say or i could as a manager actually too but um as a like not manager I would say, hey, um, I work at DNI 100%, but um, 50% of that time, I, I would love to spend at uh, finances because I want to learn. So uh, this is so internally that's right. possible. Wow. Um, so I get skills with that. Uh -huh. So I can divide my job. So that's a really nice part of job sharing, I think, which is uh, done very often. And the other perspective um, for, for, for people who want to get back to work, but um, have an ex extensive family life, or um, especially in Germany, getting more and more important um, caring for, for the elderly. So this problem will not, um, will not stop when your children are, um, are grown up because in some families it's, um, your parents who get right. um, who need to be taken care of and um, as we are a software company and we need um, our employees and the market is is tight here and we have a war for talents of course we are forced to be as flexible as possible so um, if you have if you want to have a 50% 40% 10% so there's no limit uh, on that so we don't have something like yeah at least 50% or something like that so you can uh, come to SAP with um, yeah the plan to work uh, 30% so we find something suitable if you are a talent that is um, yeah uh, willing to to contribute um, to 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 our um, our business, and um, what I really like about it is that it's um, also a flexible in itself. So it's not a decision you have to stick with. So because as you know, and maybe um, our, your listeners know too, that life has uh, its bumps, yes. and um, it's um, we see with right now with uh, the corona crisis but um, it could change from one day to another and when it comes to business we are flexible as well so we react on everything that comes in business so why not uh, reacting on personal situations and um, that doesn't have to be necessarily um, 
getting pregnant or having small children. It could also mean that you're, hey, um, I really need time for myself. I want to travel or I have a, a specific hobby or I'm, a I'm in a difficult life situation with myself. Um, or I have two dogs now or a horse uh, that I want to care about. So um, we really encourage our employees to, to um, balance out and um, they can return flex flexibly um, with they just ask their managers and it's a matter of like days weeks at max um, that we uh, that they can um, yeah go back to 100% or 80 or whatever they want to do so I deeply believe that the flexibility um, in this is the key and the same accounts for co-leadership for management uh, positions um, we have um, uh, not only female couples, we have also male couples and mixed uh, couples in co-leadership. Uh, sometimes the same reasons that managers say, hey, wow, sometimes that's uh, 100 and I don't know, 40 percent uh, working time. I don't want to work uh, that many hours. I want time for my family. So I want to become a manager or stay a manager or I can't be a manager anymore. I need uh yeah, a second pair of eyes. So um, it's possible to apply as a couple, like as a twin, mm -hmm. um, for for one management position, and you get interviewed, both of them. And if the hiring manager is convinced, and and uh, we have that quite often. So in Germany, with uh, twenty thousand, um, twenty two thousand employees right now, um, we already established sixteen co-leadership couples in management, uh, wow. which is which is incredible. This is really this is a lot, and um, also not only women as we would think, also men uh, decide to do that because they want more um, private life and. Um, yeah, or, or feel like also when you when you think about generations so that uh, someone from an older generation uh, works together with a manager coming like uh, or is new to his managerial role. It's a really nice onboarding situation you're creating because um, maybe I'm not ready on my own but I'm ready with, um, yeah, an old warrior right. um, standing next to me for maybe three months, six months, a year. Um, and then they maybe retire because they say, hey, I want to lay back a bit and someone else wants to start. Um, so there are so many um, possibilities and varieties um, we could cope with here. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing this because I, I strongly believe that job sharing is such an important and flexible opportunity of working that is simply completely undervalued in so many countries and across so many different organizations. And so I really appreciate that. When I first did research on SAP to me, I felt very similar to how, um, you know, you were saying, talk to Kava, you know, see, every time I was reading things, it was always SAPs like leading on all the different programs. And so I'm, I'm just super appreciative that I can, you know, talk with you and hear this examples in person because I truly feel this needs to be spreading much wider because it, it helps so many different generations. And um, now one of the things that you also have is what I've done, the research is called stay in touch programs and the care support and other parent programs, which I would love to learn more about that as well, please. 
Yeah, um, maybe something special about Germany um, so that your listeners know as well that um, we don't only have maternity leave, which is uh, mandatory. That's um, eight weeks after um, a woman gave birth. Um, uh, employees, uh, employers are not allowed um, to um, yeah, uh, employ uh, the, 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 the women um, in order to protect them. And um, after these eight weeks, we have uh, the legal possibility without like uh, having our employer to consent like mm -hmm. giving his uh, his his approval um, to go on paternity leave, uh, which could be up to 12 uh, months and is uh, paid not by the company, it's paid by the government. It's um, around 65% of your salary you had before and it's limited to 1,800 euros per month. And a lot of parents are doing this uh, in Germany. A lot of uh, women are doing it. Uh, not enough men are doing it. So Scandinavia is better in that aspect. So um, in average, men are doing it for three months and women are doing it um, for like 12 months. And um, um, in these 12 months, um, companies experience that um, women especially uh, lose touch uh, to their employees. So uh, you kind of lose them. They um, yeah, dive back into their families. Of course, they have uh, their hands full in uh, family work and um, they lose the connection. And uh, we want to make sure that they are close to us, that they know what's going on, that they are know what's going on in our minds, that uh, they feel included and that they, you know, um, SAP is a very agile company. So um, it, it could happen that you start in a company and um, in like like with me, um, I have see two, I had two CEOs now. I had Jennifer Morgan and I had um, Bill. McDermott in seven months. Wow. So um, we're really agile <laughs> when it comes to that. So uh, we don't want parents to lose track. So right. um, we have pro. We we um, we invite them uh, to to the office. Uh, we have a program like they can bring their children. We have a childcare there. We have people playing uh, with the children, and then we um, yeah update them on what's going on, and we assist them on questions they're having about how to return back to work. Mm -hmm. Things like that. Um, and of course, um, so we have a lot of internal and external coaches as well, uh, which are um, free of charge for, for our employees, where they can ask anything. It doesn't have to be job related. It, um, it's about upbringing. It's about, um, I don't know, um, administrative things, like everything, what's on their mind and what's, um, yeah, what, what, what's, yeah bad for them maybe or good um that they can figure figure this out and so as we are talking about family what often companies simply forget is that that usually two people that there is a yes. father as well and so most of the times it is yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so um that's yet another thing that i'm just super fascinated about and i was lucky that um in January, but I was actually in Berlin and I was mm -hmm. listening to Kava when he gave his keynote at the Father Summit. So um, SAP has a father network and a lot of involvement um, from men. And so could you tell our listeners a little bit about this? Because it is really, really amazing. 
Yeah, um, that links a bit to what I said before. So uh, fathers are, um, yeah, uh, they, they have the right to go to paternity leave in Germany as well, but they're not using it as much as women are doing. Um, and we found out that um, our key to, uh, yeah, be, become more, more uh, balanced in our uh, in, in gender aspects and also women in leadership and so a key element is that um, men are uh, getting involved in in care work as well and um, we are not um, we don't want to interfere with their private decisions what we want to do is to make sure that uh, fathers um, are are deciding to stay away from their families because they have the fear that their career is um, getting involved uh, with this right. so we um, we make sure to address the fathers and that's how uh, we established the fathers network to really have the possibility to uh, find out what's on their mind why like how is your situation how do you feel as fathers like not as employees but as fathers what are your what are your needs and it's growing every day and uh, one of the biggest successes uh, we had coming from the fathers network is the so-called dad's time which is something we established in January um, fathers during the mandatory maternity leave of eight weeks um, can step uh, back from work and get paid uh, during that time so 20% of their working time um, can be reduced so for most of them it's a day off per week and it's paid um, where we where we encourage them like stay with your family we want you to know and to feel how important family is and uh, we want you to be happy and we want to make sure that you believe us when we say this is an important asset for us and sometimes that's where ways are starting and uh, maybe um, you, you can you can do your work in a four-day week and get more involved at home and this is um this is a great initiative like uh, they were really thankful and a lot of dads are doing it so that's uh, how we get there step by step well thank you that it just sounds amazing it really does <laughs> so now you have mentioned that you know because of the flexible work that um it enables women or any professional trying to return back to the paid workforce to be able to you know do that and now i in my research i've noticed that sap in asia and in japan has a specific back to um work program so i'm wondering you know here i am in canada and i know in some countries it in also the us has actually quite a lot of um back to work programs thanks to carol fishman cohen who is the pioneer um is there a possibility to you know like in germany is are you thinking or could that be I, a particular program or i think i know what you mean so mm -hmm. uh, you mean like uh, like a trial period for people who return like internships something like that right so um, because for Germany, that's not really relevant. I mean, as mm -hmm. uh, being a global player, we have to, um, so we have different regions and we okay. react to different legal situations. So uh -huh. in the US or Japan, Asia Pacific, um, right. they have other struggles to deal okay. with. Okay. But um, in Germany, um, it is 
and it's absolutely normal that you that you just go back uh, to your uh, to your old position. There's okay. absolutely no discussion about that. Okay. And um, when someone returns to work, we check the salary if um, if there is a gap uh, compared to the others. Mm -hmm. So if we need if they need uh, a rise mm -hmm. um, to that, so that's automatically. So you don't have to be afraid that you are left behind in okay. um, yeah financial aspects. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I like in this respect is um, we have internal internships. It's called fellowships. Oh. Um, where I can, um, yeah, I kind of I mentioned it before, where I can, for oh, yeah. a period of six months, have an eternal internship um, at another um, department. So I'm still with my manager in, for example, HR, and I can go for six months to an internship at, um, yeah, maybe um, customer relations or marketing or, um, yeah, finance or all the different board areas to um, get more knowledge and then I just normally um, move back into my team and everyone is happy that I, I gained uh, knowledge and this is really popular like a lot of people are doing it and um, also a lot of um, yeah people who are not really sure if they want to change their position and ah so it's a trial and error uh, method um, and that's what we want to encourage so stay curious that it sounds amazing to have the opportunity internally to gain yes. a lot of insights and new knowledge and basically keep on learning across. So, um, yeah, so the, the back to work, um, work, I'm like, sometimes people stay outside of the paid workforce for 10 or 15 years. And so like what Carol has done in the U S is typically for somebody who has been out of the workforce for, you know, it depends, say more than two or five years, but on average, maybe eight to 15 years. So um, what would be, or is there something special in Germany if say somebody who has a professional background were to apply and try to, you know, regain work after 10 or 15 years? Uh, special programs, you mean, mm -hmm. like um, considering from like coming from SAP or yeah. from mm -hmm. like the government coming from SAP? Yeah. Um, so uh, for us, it's just not an issue if someone okay. was was um, yeah away. Um, I, I I don't like the word away because they were basically not aware they away. There were someone else uh, somewhere else uh, collecting skills because um, in German um, it's a bit funny. Uh, we use the word work. Um, we, we don't only have the word work, we have Berufstätig and Arbeiten and um, sometimes they just say yeah, women don't work. Um, so um, of course they work. Like they just don't get money for it or like parents who care for their children is just unpaid it's an unpaid uh, part of of a job um, and we are we deeply believe that um, what you are uh, earning as a skill set as a father or a mother is um, yeah it's it's very worthy so no one basically is asking in in a recruiting process um things like that you can openly state yeah well i'm a um, software engineer or i learned this and that um but i cared for my family for the last 10 years but i know this and that and if you're suitable for the job no one else will um yeah blame you or um yeah pay you differently or something like that if if, if someone is interesting uh, for for sap that doesn't matter 
that sounds that sounds awesome yeah i because i feel as a, i'm an advocate for professionals returning to the paid workforce i feel yes. very strongly that there are so many skills that one can learn and that often it's just completely undervalued and um yeah so i'm very appreciative to hear that yes <laughs> so now um there are people listening who are hearing all these amazing programs that are at sap and they're wondering how can we how can my organization start that so for example with job sharing what would you recommend these managers or executives how could they best start that mm -hmm. um it's a simple um and blunt um and maybe it doesn't seem to be a really deep and thoughtful answer but it basically is um it's just it's it's just do it um try it um because there's nothing that could happen to you it's not like an, an open heart surgery you're doing you're just trying it and it does not mean that um like you do with all other business decisions as well like it's an investment in your company it's of course maybe it's risky but where's the risk you can take it back and uh, when you see that okay co-leadership is is maybe not not working in this part of the company but maybe it's good in other parts of the company so for us um it's it's uh, mandatory to uh, check if a management position is co-leadership uh, ready and and it most like all of them are you have to argue if they're not and by doing that um we collected uh, the reasons why managers are hesitant to do that and so we found out that um, sometimes it's only the mindset or like really um, solvable um, IT problems or things like that because when people have to articulate and if people have to write down what's on their mind they think twice so my advice would be just just try it and even if a new idea something like um do co-leadership um in a mandatory way or the dad's time or uh, a lot of programs we are doing um a new idea is is um seems to be unrealistic and sometimes um you it even seems to be nuts but until uh, the idea succeeds and then everyone is like oh well so you um <laughs> that's always the case a new idea was is always unrealistic because it's new everyone is just like yeah well now there could be this and that and then um it's success it succeeds and everyone is like oh well i didn't know that it's not working but well it works so um i think that's one of the sentences i adopted from kava from it's not open heart surgery so stop being so um yeah it, mm, it's not it's not really an a risk so um yeah try it thank you that sounds awesome yeah it's like it's not an open heart surgery i really like that so <laughs> um now is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would like to talk about um hmm. Yeah, maybe from from the perspective of people who are uh, thinking to get back to work or to apply for jobs, um, I um, yeah uh, have the experience that men and women um, are sometimes too too hesitant to dare 
um, and they start um, feeling sorry for, I don't know, times they spend with their families. Um, so they start to uh, defend themselves without even being asked maybe to defend themselves. So um, I'm really an advocate for, um, yeah, being uh, proud of all the skills you're having and try just try it. Um, the only thing that could happen is that you don't get the job. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's easy to say if you're writing, um, yeah, if you're, if you're sending uh, 100 CVs uh, per month, but uh, where a door closes, another one opens. So sometimes um, I wouldn't even, like uh, two years ago, um, I would, uh, yeah, I thought that I would never work for a company. I don't, I didn't want to. I was, I was a lawyer. I was self-employed. I was, you know, the, the job was hard, but it's, it's, it was what I always did and where I felt comfortable. And then there was, um, yeah, a place where I thought maybe I'm too comfortable. Maybe I have to do something else. And then, um, yeah, Kava came and we started uh, talking. And um, yeah, I never thought that a comp the company's life is like it is. And uh, the external view, I think, is very fruitful. Um, and we're changing things and I'm experiencing things. So just uh, dare to change, I think. That would be my final saying here <laughs> thank you so much nina Welcome. i really really appreciate having that you had the time to talk to me thank you yeah you're welcome <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the show we hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas to keep listening to future episodes please head over to itunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating we would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye!